1: The sucker's going up. Oh, We started recording. Now, we? sorry, I was I was away with the fairies there. No, that's all right, Paul. Everyone can wait. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Playing Footsie podcast. We have a jam-packed episode for you today. We, uh, it's myself and Steve D and Steve W, which are here all day, every day every week anyway and uh we have a lot to talk about we're going to talk about uh lockdowns alibaba pinterest facebook and of course netflix which came out this week uh we've got so much to talk about i can't even read it off the screen at the minute uh first things first is uh how are you guys doing this week and uh any any news on your stocks is, is everything just going swimmingly Um, yeah, it's going
0: okay, to be fair. Uh, all sort of sides of the portfolio are doing quite well. So my crypto's up, my small cap pie is up. I've just put another deposit in that and broke my own rules by making it 28 companies instead of 25. And, um, yeah, my, my portfolio, I've I've been doing a bit of work to my portfolio over the week. I've basically been shifting my smaller positions into my small cap pie and stopped doubling them up. Um, so I've got a bit of cash as well, which is, uh, which is strange to me because it usually burns a hole in my pocket and I am staring at Bristol Myers squid. Um, <laughs> where did you get uh, that T-shirt how from, is...
1: Steve?
0: I got this T-shirt from T-Mail Paul.
1: <laughs> uh, is that playingfootsie.tmail.com or something? I can't even remember the that name. Is, that
0: is yeah. the hypertext link that
1: you should all go to. <laughs> which you, thank you. you, you. Get one the... <laughs> yeah, thank you to, yeah, thanks uh, to Tiger, Tiger Tom. Tom tiger tom who's in the discord who's uh designed some t-shirts for us Uh, they're very 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 nice how you been doing steve w
2: been doing all right here paul uh it's earnings season of course which is an exciting time to be an investor and i kind of wish i was in steve's position not just of having quite a nice t-shirt but in terms of having kind of cash available it always feels like a nice time to have cash on hand ready to go and looking at things coming out and wild overreactions to earnings reports and so on Uh, I accidentally day-traded Unilever today, which was something I didn't particularly mean to happen, but it had a bit of a run-up today. This is Thursday, by the way, for those uh, who don't know what day we record. But it went up by about 3% on the news that um, they're going to hike their prices in line with inflation, so they're going to try and push the cost through, which was a thing we were complaining about before. Uh, So I actually sold part of it back again, uh, and then went off and had my lunch, and then came back, and it was back down again to pretty much where it started, so I bought the whole lot back again. Um, when <laughs> accidentally day-traded. Probably the worst company for trying to day-trade. Uh, but there you are. Um, kebab for me tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's get that kebab money uh, in there for the day-traders. Uh, I'm I'm fine. I think everything is just kind of stable for me. I I'm, haven't been taking as much time to look into stocks and earnings report. I listened to Netflix's... Uh, earnings corn which was very interesting to be honest with you um and i'm i've been trying i'm waiting to look at at&t's because I, I haven't even seen at&t's earnings yet i don't even know if they're out i thought they were coming out today uh so i'm a little bit behind this week so i'm just happy that everything is doing its thing uh and i don't have to look all that often and really i should only be reviewing these stocks really every once a year uh so We have a bit of the game today, as usual. I think Steve D is the one with the game. What have you got for us, mate? Um, So, following
0: on from the uh, success of probably the most fun thing to say in the world, um, the only way is ethics. Um, Seriously, (laughs) try it. It's brilliant. It feels great. Um, I've devised a new game, and this game uh, I present to you as Hootube. (laughs) <laughs> so I've recorded clips of 10 uh, fairly fairly famous um, YouTube of financial YouTubers. And uh, you guys have got a bit of a choose your own adventure. You can tell me which number you want to pick. I'll play you a little sound clip and all you have to do is tell me who it is. Oh, wow. However, Bloody if you don't know who it is, I will pass it on to the other person for a chance to win a point.
1: Oh okay, so, how much, how much Steve, YouTube do you watch, Steve? I feel like
0: well, I,
2: I feel like I'm a big second favourite here, right? <laughs> against professional YouTuber here, Paul.
0: <laughs> yes, so I, I, I don't tend any. to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> this is where this is where Paul falls out with everybody in the YouTubers uh, WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god! But some of these some of these are gimmies because I know that some of them are. Um, it's quite a difficult one. Um, are they like America. they
1: The Americans. I I'm not spoiling it for you. Oh, I'm going to know as soon as I mean, there's like, I hope an accent, you pick, right? I hope,
0: uh, exactly. I hope you pick somebody <laughs> with one of the really broad accents. Um, <laughs> but anyway, S- Steve, I've got you going first. Um, okay. Uh, so give how see. many okay. did you say there were, Steve?
2: Ten. Ten. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's go for lucky number two, please. Lucky
0: number two. I'll just give that a circle so I don't go over it. Here we go.
1: Hi, guys. So it's time yet again <laughs> to do another Passive Inside Income Report uh, yep. okay. to... I so do so I one. do know
2: who this one is. This is a really good game. I'm, I'm feeling pleased that yeah. I'm going to score one. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously this was uh, that special video that Paul recorded a while ago. Uh, I remember it
0: now. Almost in the maxi dress, yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh,
2: I remember. So, uh, no, it's actually Panda Boss. Um, she talks a lot about personal finance, about passive income, about side hustles. Uh, I believe she's a dividend investor of a sort. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the
0: sound of her voice. And you would be correct. Wow! Yeah, well done. What number you got for his Paul Bear in man? We have already had two.
1: <laughs> I was about to say. I was about to say two. <laughs> you, caught me. you caught me. I was going to say two. Number one. Number one. <laughs> okay. As the saying goes, not all that glitters is tinder gold. Ah, that's an easy one, isn't it? We had him on a couple of weeks ago. That's uh, Damien, isn't it? From Damien's. That Talks is Damien, yeah. Well done. <laughs> Correct. I'll give you one of them.
0: Okay. Friend of the show, Damien Talks Money. Uh, I nicked yeah. that from one of his recent videos. It's full good of videos, actually. It's yeah, a very funny video. Um go on then, Steve. What you got first? <laughs> uh, I was
2: trying to sort out my VPN, so I didn't hear what Paul said, so I could be in trouble here. Uh nine. <laughs> okay.
0: Nine. There you go. So I get it. Budgeting is not sexy. Ah.
1: This is not mm. as hard as I thought. That's great. This isn't as hard as I thought. It's great. It's not as hard as I thought, no. Uh, <laughs> so our usual
2: resident expert on things that are not sexy is me, but I don't think I recognise my voice there. Uh, I think it sounds <laughs> like someone whose videos I don't think I've actually watched, but I know a lot about them, and I think they're some very good material, and they're on my list of things to check out. Is it Mama Furfa?
1: That yeah. is... Well done. Correct. hmm well these these are going to get harder, aren't right, they? Because we've picked some pretty easy ones, I think. Yeah, yeah You've I, actually
0: I probably know, got... I don't know many more YouTubers. You've probably got... <laughs> no. There's only one more gimme, I would say, out there. There's only one oh. more gimme. Okay. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Okay, <laughs> <Maybe.
0: laughs> Bob.
1: Uh, number 10.
0: Number 10.
1: There you go. If you're taking value from today's video, why not drop me a cheeky wee like? That's I, not my mouth, know... if,
0: you, if you're confused. Good luck, Bob. <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> uh, no i know this guy's voice because i think i think i saw him on instagram would you like me something. to play it again yeah. no i know i know exactly I, I know i know the face as well i've seen the face i i don't oh no he's not that one you guys talk about all the time is, is it not ales world or something Alesworth. Well, I'll
2: help you here, Paul. It's not Ali from Ali's World
0: of Stocks, unless something just okay. <laughs> yeah. happens to him. Because he's from Vegas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't. Um,
1: no, I have seen him. Let's just... Wait, wait. Just, just for the purposes of like, uh, people to... Is this like a journey or something? A, a journey into stocks? He's got a really distinctive voice. Correct. Oh,
0: that's the one.
1: Well done, Paul. Wow. I didn't know that one. Well done. Well I, done I Paul. I I am I impressed. that out of the back of my head there. Like, yeah, he's actually. Um, journey into stocks. Yeah, I think he's got a. He's done really well on his uh, on his portfolio. I think he's like quite. He's quite speculative or heavy growth stocks. He's not speculative. But I think he's really good. Uh, he's he's been. He's got a good return at the moment.
0: He's gay yeah, Well, he started off um, with quite a lot of Tesla, and then he's been slowly moving out of Tesla into a lot of a sort of AI um, aim companies. And indeed, he, he knows that sort of smaller cap in the UK quite well. So you'll find a lot of interesting companies there. Yeah, so, yeah. I saw him go. on Instagram. He's really name. good. I forgot really his actual
1: name. Dude. Well done. Hey. Uh, he does the actually... stocks
0: on Sunday show. Um, yeah, he okay. competes with us, so don't watch him. Um,
2: <laughs> got a Steve, What have you got? Uh it's a good question. So Paul picked a number, I don't know what it is, so I
0: could be in trouble. Let's try six. Ooh. Okay, six is available. All right. This is a hard one.
1: Okay. There's no way about it. I am and will always be a better investor than you. He's that.
0: No.
1: I think I know. Don't no, you one. guess.
0: It's not your turn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well
0: I think I only like you know... me to
2: play it again? Uh yeah, why not? It saves me thinking of something to say.
1: There's no way about it. I am and will always be a better investor than you.
2: Yep. So uh, straightforwardly, I don't know who this is because it's not one of the other three YouTubers that I know. It doesn't sound like Sven Carlin. Um, Doesn't sound like Ali from Ali's World of Stocks. um, And it doesn't sound much like Casper either. So uh, by the way, go check out his channel at Casper Invest. so I have no idea who that is. I'm gonna
0: to have to pass that. I'm gonna open it up to Paul then. Paul, would you like to earn yourself a bonus point?
1: I haven't got a clue. What? It, <laughs> I, actually, I, oh no, no, it's just jumped into my head. He's the one you like. He's he's got like the. I like him. Yeah. Does he do it at his like kitchen table or something like that? You, ki, right, he does. Yeah. You, you need to know. You need to know here that Steve D finds people on YouTube all the time and puts them on our little uh, Discord group and. I just I look and go. I've got a clue, but he, he's just people he likes, and 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 they are really good generally. Um, I just don't get time to watch any UK YouTubers. I'm right, so I I can see him. I can see him. I just don't know his name, and I'm going to say because you've said a name like this before. I'm going to say Slack, J- James Slack.
0: Oh, I feel like I could give you half a point for that. I'm, I'm going. I haven't got a half a point. You sort of <laughs> right, but his name is his name is James, but it's James Shaq.
2: Oh, that's oh, Shaq. worth half a point.
0: You're getting half yeah. a point for that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you. It's kind of a. Ah. There you go. Yeah,
1: he's he's <laughs> um, like uh Is he a? Is he a? qualified financial advisor or something like
0: that is he or yeah he's a he's a financial advisor a financial planner but his video there i mean although that comes across as him trying to be quite, kind of blase about how good you are at investing that the idea is that he's quite into his indexes and that that makes him uh technically a better so i did think you. it yeah. was going to be some sort
2: of index enthusiast and the only <laughs> yeah. index enthusiast i could think of was going to be ben felix or damien who we've already had uh, mm-hmm. and i figured it wasn't either of those so i kind of gave up
0: okay paul what number Pretty you got good. for me
2: Uh, Number eight.
0: Number eight. What's going on, dividend chasers? Steve knows it. Would you like me to play it again, Paul? You look like you didn't catch it. I
1: I think I already know this one. (laughs) What's going on, dividend
2: chasers? (laughs) Oh, Paul, don't get this wrong.
1: Otherwise, Uh, I will claim half a point again. Actually, I I don't know his name. Uh, I only know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Oh, no. um, No, no, no. Hang on. Don't go with that. uh, dividend, Dividend Dog? No, <laughs> that
2: is. I feel my am wrong. I'm going to open, open it up to Steve. I think it's probably something like Bloodhound investing now. I think he's been to Dividend Bit, and I think he's... it used to be Dividend Bloodhound, right? But it's now not a Dividend thing. All right.
0: That is correct,
2: yes. He was yeah.
0: the Dividend In Bloodhound, <laughs> and he is now Bloodhound investing. So yeah, Steve, that's, that's bonus that I was point. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. It was something to do with a dog, I knew that. <laughs> ah, I, know lo- I know a lot of these guys. I know a lot of these guys. Wow, I'm really I told you, you're surprised. I said there was, there's, there's still a gift in here. And mm. you know one by voice as well. It's crazy that you can. Yeah. That you know one by voice. That's amazing.
0: Hmm. Okay, Steve, what have you got? There's seven available. Seven is available. Looking number seven. Here we go. I often talk about index funds and passive investing.
1: Uh, uh, i know this guy which is
0: quite funny because that's all he talks about
1: you i think i have actually subscribed
0: so to this it. guy i often talk about index funds and passive investing
2: i have an idea as to who i might this be this might be i'm at best i think going to manage half a point i might be wrong about this entirely is it that pension guy
1: i know it now yeah you've told me who it is now i know who it is <laughs> do you want to have a go try to and, and get the last of it Paul? Cool. i know it yeah I know it. Go on then, Paul. What is oh, it? Oh, you're, so you're asking me. No, I'm actually. I yep. Believe it or not, I, he's probably the only other person other than Mama Furfur that I'm subscribed to. Um, and it's Pension Craft.
0: That is correct.
1: Oh, this is a game. I've given you half a point for Pension
0: Guy, Steve. I think yeah. I'm, I'm thinking he was halfway there. Pension Craft. I've given you a full point, no, Paul. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, didn't what we know got left, bit. Paul?
1: I didn't know the pension bit, if I'm honest with you, yeah, until he said, <laughs> so maybe half a point each. I'll, I'll be honest on that one. Um, yeah, Ramin from what,
0: Pension Craft, actually. They're a really good follower, actually, for anybody who doesn't follow him already. He does know his indexes and he yeah, you know, explains uh, it in a way. And Portfolio contracts are a really easy way for people to
1: understand. And bonds and um, low-risk mm. money as well, that, that he's really good at. Um, number five? Uh, uh, number five on my head? is the GIF. Oh. Good day, film investors. You want me to play it again, just in case you didn't hear it? No, play it again, play it again. Good day, film investors. That's 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 hey, my well, mate, that's Sven.
2: Actually, Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is correct. On speed dial with Paul. That is Sven Allen.
1: <laughs> yeah, we need to get back to him, guys. Friend cause... of the show, so. Huh? Yeah, we need to get back to him because we need to talk to him. Keep forgetting. Sorry, <laughs> this is a bit of fun, Steve. So you
0: don't know what's left. So it'd be interesting to see. No, uh... so I have
2: three numbers that I've not crossed off, and one of them I
0: should have. Uh, four, four. Okay, here you go.
1: You ever just you ever just run out of money, in you quickly have to make some more? <laughs> oh Ooh. my god! I own all of these. Quite a short you sure. You ever just you ever just run out of money, in you quickly have to make some more?
2: Hmm. Yeah, so I think this is uh, probably the second-best card magician who talks about finance on YouTube, behind <laughs> Sven Carlin, obviously. Um, uh, if I'm if I'm hearing this right, I think it's Andre Jick.
0: Correct. Well done, Steve. Thank you. I thought that was quite wow. a tricky one, because he puts a pen in his mouth halfway through it, but hmm. um, it's quite a short clip Tough. as well. Yeah. Ah. So what does that leave wow. us with, Paul? I... Steve has... Uh, is there like three left? Number three's left. That's is correct. It
1: numbers- yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I've, I've got one and three that I
0: haven't crossed off. But okay, we've we've really, um, we've really, with twenty numbers uh, last week, you've really like, got Paul's <laughs> brain working. Like ten's nothing to him now.
2: <laughs> Wait till next week when we play a game with ten numbers between forty-seven and fifty-seven. <laughs>
0: So just to let you know, by the way, guys, it's actually four and a half all going into this last one. So this is a winner takes all situation here.
1: Oh, are you ready? Here is a video I really hoped I wouldn't ever be making. <laughs> 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 I cannot believe that I've known the majority of these people. Um, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. That like from just from voice that we. That some of these people, are, how famous are these people? This is crazy. This is really cool, like that we know them. But this is, um, <laughs> how do we describe this person? Well, he's um, talking about workhorse, isn't he? Uh, scam he is. artist Jack Spencer. Uh, no, no, is that too much? Is that too much? It's, uh, well, it's defensive, <laughs> right? But uh, I am <laughs>
0: concluded that that is correct. So,
1: well um, uh, done. Who did? Oh, I, I almost I almost included him in a video this week, to be honest with you, yeah, and I can't... I, what did I call him? Oh, I s- sell out like a bitch uh, Jack Spencer, was what I called him. Uh, Steve, did uh, you yeah. tell
2: Paul we're actually recording at the moment? It seems <laughs> it's it's,
0: it's alright. I was going to say, we'll tag everybody in the game who, uh, <laughs> who was involved, so they could see that they're involved. Um, we might skip the last question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I, no, no, I, I am I, sorry I, thought, I mean not... we've never really gone that hard on him but he he talks about long-term investing and basically sells out on bad news uh of companies and I'm sorry that that's just that's just a horrible thing to do especially to people on YouTube who you are who he is clearly influencing It's ridiculous I'm sorry i hate I hate that he's done that um but yeah carry on
0: Ooh. That's it, man. We're is, done. We're all finished. That, go- that was the <laughs> is, that was that, go- that was the game and our podcasting careers. Thank you, Paul. <laughs>
1: yeah, why that, not? I mean, that's, that's
0: the
2: Riverside really subscription's running out anyway. Who cares?
0: Yeah, and I'm looking forward to re-getting my Thursday nights back to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right. What's that on, Steve?
0: No. Uh, it's on tonight. Uh,
2: yeah. What 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 yeah. streaming what, service what, is it? Uh, on? No, it's streaming streaming three. on BBC Three. Oh, is
0: it, hmm. Never mind uh, that. then. Uh, <laughs>
1: It's on BBC Three. <laughs> is it? On BBC Three. Have a, I would I have thought it yeah. was on Netflix, which, whose earnings came out this week. Um, well, uh, uh, we've got, know, got a lot not. of things to talk about for the rest <laughs> of this show. Uh, so um, what I've got on my list is we've got uh, a lot of different um, things to be talking about here. But with the Netflix segue there, well, let's talk about Netflix. Netflix earnings came out this week and largely it beat on pretty much everything, didn't it? Have you guys got any numbers that you want to uh, blurt out?
2: So I've got the kind of headline numbers, if that helps, um, following my terrible attempt at segueing in by not realising that RuPaul's Drag Race isn't on Netflix, demonstrating (laughs) my enthusiasm for both RuPaul's Drag Race and Netflix. (laughs) Uh, Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. <laughs> had what looked like a strong earnings quarter, right? So EPS came in at three dollars nineteen a share, beating estimates of two fifty six. Revenues came in dead on at seven point four eight billion. Uh, subscriber numbers, which is the thing that we look for in Netflix quite a bit, came in at adding four point four new four point four million, sorry, uh, new subscribers. Versus, I've got a couple of different estimates written here. Three point five was their own guidance. Three point seven eight was kind of analyst guidance. I'm always a little bit kind of. Suspicious of um, reports that say people missed their earnings target when they didn't set the damn target, when it was just some analysts setting things. Uh, I tend to think more that they're kind of more responsible for meeting their own uh, proposed targets here. And they guided for 8.5 million new subscribers in Q4 uh, looking ahead, which is about the same as last Q4. It's down a little bit from the previous two before that. So, I mean, that's the kind of the the headline numbers uh, behind all of that.
1: Mm. Uh, Yeah, they are 4.4 4.4 4.4 4 million, I think you said, in subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Flash in the pan or not? A lot of people are putting this down to Squid Game, but the do the subscribers correlate with when Squid Game was released or not? I, I haven't actually checked with that yet.
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure they report that specifically either, but a lot of people are thinking that this is a kind of Squid Game uh, boost in a certain way. Um, the kind of takeaway that I got from this from listening to people passing comment was uh, that they appear to be kind of slowing growth-wise, right? So subscriber numbers have been the big thing that was driving Netflix forward, particularly when they were uh, unprofitable quite a way back now um, and weren't generating the kind of operating cash flow to kind of finance content. But um, so 8.5 million guiding for in the next quarter is... uh, Growth is kind of reaching a more constant rate than the kind of rapid rates it was growing at before. Um, So... Yeah, maybe a bit of a boost from Squid Games, but I think the general message is trending towards a steady grower rather than a, uh, a massive
0: grower. Yeah, it two grow. on Netflix. It can't grow electric forever, can it? That's the thing. It's, it's got to slow down at some point, and we're seeing it on all the streaming services at the moment. There's just a slight... Especially the ones that are a little bit further down the line growth ways. Um, Disney Plus is also showing signs like that's slowing up, and it's, it's actually had a big shuffle in its content as well. But I think this is... Some of this is Squid Game. I think you can attribute uh, certainly the first couple of weeks when it was a bit, men- you know, it all went a bit mental. There is probably a couple of weeks of numbers in that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was quite a, quite interesting. I have watched Squid Game now, by the way, Paul, so we can talk about it off camera and spoiler free. Um, <laughs> but I didn't think it was as good as everybody else says. So, but I won't no, say too much because it's really uh,
1: not. It's really not. I um, mean, mild spo- spoilers. It's uh, a lot of the storylines don't make any sense or even affect the entire story and uh yeah, yeah. It, i love it. it doesn't make sense so i was just kind of like and it's
0: very rehashed isn't it their old ideas yeah. rehashed into so, new, so
1: predictable so predictable all the way through you're just like oh that's going to happen that's going to happen oh right okay and then you're just left with a bit of gore and that's about it really you just kind of oh okay that's, that's mm. great there's a little bit of code I've noticed as well. But with um, Netflix, two things that popped out to me. So the first one is this little thing that I left on my Instagram, this little chart, which was sent by uh, Scott Galloway. You'll be, you won't be able to see it because it's um it's backwards. But it it shows the uh, countries where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. The, 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 what I've just shown to camera that's also on my Netflix, Briscoe underscore investing, if you wanted to have a look. And also we've got our own instagram now no, no. um on your instagram yeah yeah yeah, on, yeah what did i say i said something else in that um uh, but it shows it's a graph that shows the countries where service streaming services are available and netflix is in 191 countries what do you think the next biggest streaming services is by countries just put it out there what do you think
0: uh, I would probably say maybe it, may, it could even be the BBC, I would say. Be quite an <laughs> that's one. I think that probably has a, quite a fair, few that's countries. A
1: fair, that's a fair one to actually say that wasn't, uh, wasn't put out here. But Apple TV Plus is the second biggest uh, by countries with 107 countries it's in. Uh, Disney Plus 54 countries and HBO mm-hmm. Max in 40 countries. So when you consider that Netflix is in 191 countries already... The other services like Disney, Paramount, Peacock, HBO Max, they all have a long way and a lot of growth to get right now. I know that in different countries that um, the, the, the revenue per head isn't going to be as high. Like a, a person in India, sadly, isn't worth as much as a person in the US. So uh, there, there is that problem, obviously. But um, yeah, it just shows that I think that HBO Max and Disney Plus have a lot more to grow than people think or people realize with netflix in 191 countries the second one was listening to the earnings call today they focused really heavily on gaming they were talking about bringing gaming or cloud computing gaming to the service as well. So there is a possibility for growth there. And if anyone's interested, I've got uh, Google Chromecast and Google TV at home, and it comes with a Stadia controller, uh, and that's quite interesting. Um, so they're doing um, cloud-based gaming through a TV service. So, And I was really surprised, actually, now I've got the Google TV thing i've always used chromecast but now i've got google tv how seamless it is and really i think google's um put a, quite a competitor in there to roku and netflix and all that even though it does have netflix on it, it uh, to roku in particular i think it's put a big competitor up there but yeah uh, that's what that was one of the things, they were the two things that really stood out for me was the gaming, the leaning on cloud gaming, and the fact that it's in 191 countries and the other streaming services are in nowhere near as many countries.
2: I'm kind of interested in that idea of them getting into gaming a little bit. I mean, Netflix, if we think about the company and its history going back sort of quite a bit, I mean, it's had a decent history of pivoting its business to get itself out of trouble, right? I mean, it kind of began life as a, sort of cross between Blockbuster and GameStop, right? So um, it was in a horrible kind of model. And in fairness, uh, it's made its way out of that, regardless of whether you think the stock is overpriced, like I do, whether you think it's the kind of um, weakest cousin of all the fangs and that sort of thing, uh, which a lot of people think. It's done really well to get itself out of being um, basically what was effectively a dying industry. It wouldn't massively surprise me to see them pivot again reasonably well towards gaming. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily back against them on that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think there is a there is a room for pivot, and I think with the hardware that they've got, I think they can pull off a cloud gaming system. It's just cloud gaming is very complicated and it's very intensive on the server side. So it would, I think that would take a partnership. Personally, I th- feel like it would take a partnership. But um, yeah, there's 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 definitely room there for Netflix to grow and move into new new areas. Um, but like you say, valuation wise. I don't know.
2: V- Valuation's the big elephant in the room for me here. I actually have quite a healthy respect for Netflix and what that business has managed to achieve. Um, they're now basically moving out of their kind of model of taking on debt all over the place to go and um, uh, produce content and finding ways of doing that using their operating cash flow, which is good and healthy and encouraging to see. Uh, I feel like their price quite ambitiously uh at the moment though and that's kind of the biggest issue i have with them on this it often comes down to this for me i guess i count myself as a value Mm. investor probably because i care a bit more than most people about sort of prices but netflix is kind of off-putting to me just at the moment i can see why people might like it though
1: weirdly i was speaking to someone today uh on a on a movie set i could say that sort of thing now and um (laughs) the one of the lads one of the lads was like i've never ever heard of anyone with apple tv and i don't know if you guys have you guys got apple tv no 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 Neither? no that's it I, and i don't know anyone with apple tv it's like it's a nothing thing but the three movies that i've been on recently um they're all apple and they are all massive and they've all got big old characters in them and stuff like that so i'm like oh right uh apple's doing something it's making big big movies and films and tvs and stuff like that um, but i don't know anyone with it <laughs> i just don't know anyone with apple TVs. and uh, and i'm no. wondering are you know they're just they've just got a lot of money and they're just spaffing it all on on trying to beat netflix at its own game i guess and that's that's another thing i worry about well, they're with not netflix. trying to yeah go on
0: they're not trying to compete with um, Netflix. Are they? Apple. Apple are going for for quality, um, and Netflix don't really see other streaming services as as the kind of competition. They see anything that that sort of vies for iSpace, don't they? So they they know yeah. in their earnings call that when Facebook went down, they saw that Netflix's actual um, viewership went up. I think it was either eight or twelve percent. I can't remember the number off the top of my head. But they they're kind of demonstrating that, you know, anything that can take your attention is essentially uh, competition for netflix so i don't know whether you guys saw just off the off a side note that they, they reckon that squid game generated around about a billion pound of um mm. revenue yeah. for them um in a four yeah. weeks four week um period so you got to think though you know netflix throws a lot of money around Does, yeah they only really yeah they only really need 25 25 series to stick before they've got, you know, they've got their probably about their annual run rate. So, you know, 25 series to stick and then they're going to get three or four or five more series every year and the amount of money they throw in, the amount of stuff they actually put through. I don't think that's an impossible task as they keep, you know, they keep getting more, more and more sort of region-specific content like Squid Game.
2: I think I agree with that. I mean, I can't work out, the bit I really struggle to work out with Netflix is I can't work out whether they're really, really good at identifying content or really, really lucky. So I think about the things that they've uh, had that have been big hits over since sort of the start of lockdown, basically. Some of the stuff has been uh, bought in from elsewhere, stuff like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that was um, predictably successful. Uh, Some of the stuff has been uh, their originals like Dynasty, which I thought was pretty good. But then there's the other stuff. There's stuff like Tiger King, which I thought was a parade of awfulness that I just couldn't stop watching somehow. Uh, And then there was Queen's Gambit, which on the face of it ought to have been boring as hell, but was really, really good. And then there's hmm. Squid Games, which uh, neither of you seems to have anything good to say about, but it's clearly uh, lots of people want to watch it, right? I can't work <laughs> yeah, out whether they're geniuses popular. or whether they're just lucky with these things.
1: Okay, and I think uh, he, he Mr. Hastings think Stranger thinks things the same, well. because I listened to the, uh, on the earnings call today, he literally said, we haven't got a clue. He did, he did say it. He, they, they were, people were questioning him about... Mm what the formula is for getting that and he goes i haven't got a clue he says sometimes i have something that i'm watching and i'm thinking this is gold dust and this is going to take out and it's absolutely tanks to the floor and he says then something like squid game which just came out of nowhere went berserk and he says he he, he says even he doesn't have a clue so i guess yeah you're right the uh entire business model is just going to be throw everything at the wall and see what sticks.
0: But it's not just Netflix, but none of them have a clue because Mm. if everybody knew Squid Squid Game was going to do really well, they got offered to everybody and nobody yeah. took them, uh, apart yeah. from Netflix. Uh, Netflix took the uh, opportunity on Squid Game and has attempted to be in a <laughs> national. So it's not just Netflix. They're just being honest. <laughs> nobody yeah. knows what makes a good TV show. They kind of just keep tentatively putting things out until a formula a, a formula kind of fits. But you'll find now what happens is we'll get all kind of different types of Squid Games of all different <laughs> types of minor variations and some yeah. of them will do okay and get into second place and then we'll move on to the next big thing um even netflix is
1: is offering out to me different japanese shows and squid game esque kind of things as well uh, as part of my recommended library and i'm just like i don't want to watch another one squid game is all right i don't want to watch another one. Kind can I just go back to watching RuPaul's Drag Race or what was that cake show you were talking about? Half Baked or something, I forgot what it was called. Oh nailed that. it. Nailed it. That was nailed an it awful Nailed it show. premium awful. television. Awful, awful show. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. I couldn't get couldn't get through half an episode. I was looking going, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> okay, let's move on to uh what want I talk about? Yeah, so uh, good,
0: it's bad.
2: But you think cricket's boring. Uh, sorry, Paul, just before yeah. you do, um, yeah. one more thing on Netflix. Uh, I heard on their earnings call that they said they were expecting a, a kind of normal schedule release for next year, which caught me as interesting <laughs> because Disney, I heard recently this week or earlier this week and not, uh, they've pushed back quite a few of their films and their release dates, I think. So quite a lot of their kind of Marvel stuff has uh, gone back. It's gone back from, uh, sorry, Doctor Strange, it's called, is going back from March to May which moves Thor back to July, which moves Black Panther back to November, which moves the Marvels back to February 2023, uh, which moves, um, I didn't realise this was a superhero, but Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, from February to July. Um, It sounds like they're running out superhero names to me. But it feels like, and Disney stock took a hit earlier this week as well on the idea that uh, stuff was kind of getting slowed down and they were having production issues and so on. Netflix is, I think, calling a fairly normal kind of release schedule, which I guess is encouraging for them.
1: Yeah, I think they've got a lot backed up to be honest with you. Yeah. And uh, as you brought up Disney, uh, anyone watch Free Guy? Free Guy, I thought it was a really good film. It was a really, really fun film. Ryan Reynolds going around making quips and loads of explosions, and I thought, yeah, really good, really good, Come fun up. film. I'll just, I just
0: Disney Plus. We've we've basically got so much choice because we we've only just really just subscribed. We subscribed to watch. Um, one division to start with, and then we've got all of this content that the people have been telling us to watch, like the Mandalorian, blah blah blah. blah. Do you know what? We're currently six series into X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> we've decided to watch it from the very beginning. We're going full Mulder and Scully, and we're six series <laughs> in. I think we've got we've got five more series left, and these are proper old school series with twenty five yeah. episodes of series. There, there's some series going through, and now I'm sort of thinking like uh well at least there'll be some content on disney plus by the time i'm finished
1: mm-hmm. i'm really really impressed with the content on disney plus i there's there's a lot of choice uh, really that really kind of speaks to me you know like south park and family guy and american dad and all that all that sort of stuff solar opposites is really good if you like rick and morty um And I will, I want to get rid of Netflix. She's just interested in you at the moment, which is like a terrible, just a horrible, like, just some sort of psychological drama or something. It's just terrible, terrible, terrible show. (laughs) Right, let's move on. Um, What do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about lockdown? You want to talk about Baba? You want to talk about Pinterest, Facebook? What do you want to talk about? Steve, you choose. Okay. Let's Let's do Baba,
0: because that can be quiet and just not. (laughs)
1: I think you've got the best point on Barber, to be honest with you. Uh, So, yes, Barber had a little boost this week. Uh, Today, I think it's just had a flat day, which is the day after we've re-revealed Jack Ma to the world. But there's two points which have sent the price quite high. Uh, The release of a new chip, I believe, that's going to help them with creating their AWS Esque services in china and also jack ma jack ma got seen in hong kong and this week he's been seen in spain apparently he's on a boat in spain partying with billionaires on a green edu- educational services thing but really he's just going to party on a boat in spain because he hasn't he's been in his prison cell for three months so what do you think where's where's barba going are we going to see 300 anytime soon
2: uh, if we do see 300 anytime soon, I'll be selling it again quickly. I did have a quick go on uh, Barber. Eventually, I've so my view on Alibaba has always been that it's a risky proposition, right? It contains risks that I don't think are uh, there with even, say, Facebook, uh, which is also under kind of regulatory pressure at the moment. Um, although I said, look, there might come a point where I think the risks become worth it if the stock keeps going down and down and down and reach to sort of 150 and people said, yeah, this is the floor, and then it sort of turned out that wasn't the floor. Um, and I did eventually decide to have a swing at some uh, in my lifetime, I where I had some cash lying around. Uh, so I've got 10 shares of that and I'm up about 7% on them at the moment, which is uh, not nothing. I'm happy enough sitting on them. Charlie Munger rebuying kind of helped convince me a little bit as well. Um, and I believe it's now only sort of mildly ruining uh, my stock sampler that I put out with Steve um, about two quarters ago or so. Uh, I think we're only down about twenty percent from where we were at that point, so that's also less bad than it used to be.
1: Yeah, I it's less bad enough that you're now
0: not down overall.
1: <laughs> I own uh, ten shares of Barber as well, but I'm probably about twenty odd percent down on it still because I bought it like two hundred. So I was still, uh, I was, I was convinced by the growth model. That was there and didn't really consider the the Chinese happenings that were coming um, but uh, yeah Jack Ma being in the public eye again, um, partying with models on, on Spanish beaches is that good news or is is that the thing that's driven the price or is there something else that might be helping it and in China, are China as dangerous as we think they are it's good news if you're Jack Ma I guess it yeah, sounds great to be Jack Ma <laughs> Um, yeah, the um,
0: the sort of news coming out at the moment, especially um, it kind of shows that China are just starting to back away from uh, kicking this tech sector. Um, at least they're going to stop for a brief period of time. They've, they've, the 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 rumours coming out of China is that the regulators have encouraged DD to list itself on the um, Hong Kong Stock Exchange, which is uh, which is a sort of a, a positive, a mildly positive move because it shows you that at the very least they're not going to just privatize DD for the the way it, it, it obviously tracked the chinese citizens data so that's a bit of a positive move which seems to be lifting the whole um the whole sort of chinese well all, all of the chinese stocks really i think they're all kind of when when cause Didi was an expensive ipo it was a big company in china it had a really big share of the market so when the uh, when the chinese regulators took that down um it was a show that you know there is no untouchables. It was almost like the old show trials in sort of Stalin-esque Russia that they did—you know—take out one of the big ones and all the other ones all uh, follow suit. So, and maybe that's just showing signs now of um, you know of pulling back and maybe a return to normality, whatever that is.
2: About what feels like ten podcasts ago or so, when this was kind of starting off and when the DDIPO was uh, news that week. I think Paul made the point uh, as well. was one of you two who made it, but I think all three of us knew it and had said about, uh, spoken about it beforehand that a lot of this stuff isn't really as surprising as it kind of seems. The DDIPo IPO stuff was kind of known about. DD were advised to delay their IPO. They decided not to delay their IPO, so the regulators hit them. The kind of main difference between sort of, China and the US isn't that Or that seems to indicate, might not be, that China is kind of random and out of control and uh, capricious and impossible to predict. It just kind of shows that sometimes they follow through on their promises, whereas the US just talks to its big tech founders quite a lot in Congress. And then Congress goes off and argues amongst itself and sort of nothing really happens or they give them a kind of fairly pointless fine or something like that. Uh, So I guess it indicates that you're kind of dealing with kind of... um, A more serious threat, but not a wild and unpredictable threat, perhaps. And there's a lot of talk that Alibaba is kind of uh, reasonably well in cahoots with Chinese government. It makes various donations to kind of social projects and so on, which uh, one way of viewing that is that, yeah, so the government's got them under control. The other way of viewing that is uh, they're going to be around forever then if the government's not going to kick them
1: out. I I still think they're planning on breaking up ant groups. So I think there are still things mm-hmm. happening and, and things that are going to stunt Alibaba's growth in the future. But, uh, yeah, overall, if you do just see the Chinese government as a, you know an entity that will follow through on its priorities, they are still predictable and there are still things that you can think about. But the predictability of China is that they don't want to crush their tech companies. They don't want to destroy them and take themselves back in time they still got to exist. It's just, it, I, I get it with the VIEs and stuff like that. It, it depends how much access we have to those profits in the future. So I, I can understand that. It's, um, but I, I, I do think the the worry has kind of receded a little bit. And we might have something on the horizon for Alibaba. And if we get really good news... I do think that, you know, 300 in the matter of a couple of weeks is really possible to see a big overcorrection and a big piece of excitement. And I agree with you as well. I really do want to hold Alibaba for a long time. But if it did correct that quickly, I'd, I'd probably be selling it. And depending on Oh, if it goes for
2: 300, I'm out of here.
1: Yeah. Basically. If yeah. it goes to so,
2: 300, I, you're not going to see mine for dust. Someone else can have them for that.
1: <laughs> massive overcorrection okay uh lockdowns then so we've had russia talking a little bit about their going into lockdown or at least stopping people f- from working for a week and we've also had i've been told was it latvia that went into lockdown this week as well australia seem to have never been out of lockdown and they have local lockdowns all the time right? melbourne might still be in lockdown right now what do we think? UK and how is it going to affect? Is uh, UK going into lockdown or uh, are we staying out of it?
0: Uh, we were talking about this today at work and we, we think that we're going to go into a, a winter lockdown. I think it's it feels like we're being uh, sort of just being sort of gently caressed into starting to think about it. You can see that the news on sort of coronavirus and the leaks from the, <laughs> the cabinet, that leaks are leaks. Um just people in, in a you know mask wearing and fourth waves and the death count look of the death count it's going up again I just have a feeling that you know I think we'll be back working from home we we've been we've been talking about um who we think will be bubbled with who at work. So we're fairly confident that uh, it'll be a, a Christmas on your own again kind of thing. So be very interesting to see. I don't, I don't know what you guys, are you getting the same feeling or not at all? Or...
2: I used to have this vibe. Um, so uh, for those who don't know, I work in um, education. So we're, our um, work is very much structured by terms and so on, right? So at the start of term, we were interested in taking a view on how long we would be able to work in person for. Uh, And I had a view that we were going to make it about six weeks or so. um, And after about four weeks, it would be a sort of reasonably open secret that lockdown was coming, even though people would be officially saying no. But it would give us a chance to kind of realistically get prepared. Right. Even if even if everyone's saying, oh, no, we're not. We're definitely not considering. We're not even thinking about thinking about thinking about uh, lockdowns or something like that. Um, We're actually two weeks into terms. This is a bit sooner than I predicted. But I was going off that idea. Uh, I was thinking that I can't really see, uh, I can't see a Christmas lockdown coming. Having kind of left things open through now, I think I, I think there would be serious worries about the idea of a Christmas lockdown, even if it's the right thing to do. Um, politicians got to do politics as well as um, health care and stuff. One thing I did hear, though, is that... The different types of tests they have, so lateral flow and uh, the other one that kind of, I now forget. um, PCR. PCR, thank you. um, Are throwing out inconsistent results, or the results from them are coming out differently. And the reason for that, uh, at least seems to be, there's at least more variants than just Delta around um, kicking about, as well as original stuff as well. One of the things that would explain that quite well is one of them being insensitive to different variants while the other one is. So it may well be the case that there's more variants about, which is going to mean bad things for um, general cases and probably deaths as well. I can see pressure for a lockdown coming, but I'm not sure I can see it happening over Christmas.
1: The only way I can see a lockdown happening, and I'm seeing it on the forecourts of the ambulance EDs at the moment, is that we just can't get ambulances into a uh, and right now and that's not necessarily because of the virus it's more because there's winter viruses that are coming and the fact that we didn't spread our flu viruses around during the summer and our other viruses around during the summer people are just catching more and more of the horrible viruses and again that's going to lead to another big wave in the uh just the winter pressures on the nhs the winter pressures are all year round now and it's going to get far far worse so that's the only way i could see coronavirus uh affecting another lockdown i'm just looking at the deaths right now the deaths aren't actually as bad as what we look at sort of 80 a day to 102 today most recently um and the you know the peak of the the first wave was a thousand a day so there's that but also uh new cases if you look at the, the the chart on new cases it actually looks very much like tesla's chart and uh that's a coincidence isn't it as coronavirus cases go up tesla's share price goes up can we play the x files uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh on this here. We, i mean we can um, do in
0: post <laughs>
1: but um yeah it's uh, i i don't think there will be lockdowns because i'm i'm in two industries now which will be severely affected by lockdown, and those two industries do not get help movie industry and the wedding industry. those two industries do not get help they haven 't got help from furlough and they didn 't get any help from um grants either because these people are self-employed creatives in the arts they are going to really really struggle i think there's far more that are really going to struggle as well i think the uk will miss the second deadline uh, a second lockdown but I, I, i just and also looking at the data that i'm just looking at right now i don't feel like uh this is as dangerous as the first round of waves. On that, I'm going to move on because we're, we are quite pushed for time at the minute. We're going to talk about uh, Pinterest. Let's talk about Pinterest and PayPal. Pinterest this week has risen. Let me have a look at the stock price. Pinterest this week has risen about 9 somewhere between 13% at its highest. And it's now sitting about 9% up on the news that PayPal wants to buy it. What? <laughs> yeah, it's a quite interesting move, really. Um,
0: I'm I'm sort of re- marginally interested. I can see the optionality play here from from PayPal because what they're going to essentially try and do, you can already see it, is push Pinterest into a more sort of social e-commerce platform where payments actually happen on the platform, which would mean that PayPal gets to swallow up all the merchant revenue that goes through. Um, They would obviously take their little fee off that, and also they then get to charge advertising fees as well. So all it is for PayPal is like getting normal merchant revenue with a little bump up of advertising revenue. So yeah, I can see the optionality there. It took me a little while to. To get my head around it but i think that i came straight away to steve with that and said i think this is what they're going to try and do essentially i think this is the the general gist of it i always thought pinterest and etsy was the was the merger that we would see i thought those two have so much synergy together that that would be that would be what we got and what what we ended up getting was a kind of advertising deal between the two of them um but yeah it's interesting to see that um pinterest um, co-founder has already left and the founder is now Looks like he's ready to sell his, uh, his company for um, about $39 billion to PayPal. But yeah, w- what have you got, Steve?
2: So a couple of things that caught my eye here. One is that um, regardless of what I think about the move and how this fits into sort of PayPal's thing, I did quite like the timing uh, from PayPal. You were talking about the the offer being around $70 a share, and these being reasonably advanced talks from what I can see of it. So enough to have a kind of serious clout uh, to uh, their share price. If it's at $70 a share, that is sort of way over where Pinterest share price has been lately. But it's not way over where Pinterest share price has been sort of going back earlier this year or so. Back in February, it was up around $90 or so uh, a share. So the idea of taking them out at $70 back then would have looked like a, a wild and crazy kind of um, offer. But from where they were not so long ago, which was sort of kicking around $45, 50 uh, well, uh, higher than 45 sorry, about $50 or so, You can pay about 150% of the market caps. You're offering out a premium in the way that people expect you to. Um, And it looks like uh, there's still kind of plenty of space between that and where the share price has been. And Pinterest since February, I think, has just put up good earnings. It's done sort of reasonably well, and its stock has gone down and down and down, which makes them an interesting sort of target, I guess, for a a kind of takeover like that if you're PayPal. Uh, You're a Pinterest shareholder, Steve. What, What do you think of this?
0: Yeah, I'm I, I'm not particularly bothered. I think PayPal will do good things with Pinterest. So I think that's not necessarily, um, you know, I'm sad that, well, I'm sad for two reasons, really, is that uh, it was quite widely rumored that in February, um, Microsoft offered $51 billion um, for <laughs> Pinterest. So that's about 30% uh, higher than the, the current offer. Uh, I think that was when we were more in the 90s to probably get 120 a share on something like that would have been a hell of a lot nicer. But, um, yeah, I I don't think PayPal will will do bad with Pinterest. There's definitely synergy there. I think it'd be a very good acquisition. I'm not sure I'd hold on to my PayPal shares because in the same way that you guys think Netflix is really quite overvalued, I think the elephant in the room with PayPal is that their shares are just not worth the money they are at the moment. So I'd be... uh, I wouldn't want to hold on to the PayPal shares. I think if the deal got struck at 70 and Pinterest went up to 69.50 or whatever, that would be it. I will just cut that and take the 50 cent, you know, little arbitrage loss and, and, and leave it to it. But, yeah, I don't know. Either you two, uh, any interest in the deal or...?
2: Uh, a little bit. So- I mean, I was interested in how the deal might shape up. I mean, PayPal is a company that doesn't have anything by way of kind of net debt, I don't think. It's, it's pretty much mm. all its liabilities are well covered by its kind of um, available cash or its current um, assets. So I didn't think it likely they were going to take an enormous loan to try and do this, which means the deal is probably going to be at least partly in stock. And I was interested in what you Mm. thought you might do with the stock uh, as a result afterwards. I also thought, uh, looking at its share price in February, where Microsoft were making a bid at it, there's a kind of important lesson here of this is why you don't buy a company just. uh, And I'm not saying anyone here did, right, or anyone was even thinking of doing it. But this is why you don't buy a company just for the prospect of a takeover bid. Um, If you bought on the news uh, that... Buying at 90 or so, expecting a 120 bid, uh, you are now stuck being bought out at 70 um, in PayPal shares, uh, which I think most of us think are probably quite expensive here. PayPal's on quite a high multiple. I think it's on something like 66 times uh, trailing earnings or something like that, which is is very high and very ambitious. So uh, my mm. kind of general takeaway from that was: it'd be fine if you bought Pinterest at a decent price. But if you bought it at 90 and someone did right because that's where the top of the chart is so someone was buying it there uh they may or may not still have it uh, you are now stuck uh get unlikely to get much more than 70 for it
0: i just i just pulled up uh paypal's balance sheet just to have a quick look at it they've got about 12 and in cash right so, um they, they definitely at least. You would imagine they were not going to want to spend all of that, so there'll be a decent proportion of that in, in cash. But hey, that might spark Microsoft to take another look at Pinterest. You never know. I I would assume that Facebook would look at Pinterest, but I don't think Facebook will be allowed I to don't see Facebook
2: ever being allowed again. To do that in the near future. No. no.
1: Sorry, Paul. Go on. Uh, so I was wondering first. Now you've brought up the balance sheet, what their debt is, what um, PayPal's debt is. I think it's relatively low, so I think they'd be able to finance it no problem, wouldn't they? Um. But Um, while he's looking, it's almost non-existent. So we've got, yeah, so we've got um, Pinterest up 16% on the news and PayPal down 10% on the news. So this has affected both companies in different ways. Yep. Currently, valuation-wise, while we're we're talking about, valuation-wise, Pinterest on a P ratio of 249 and PayPal on a current P/E ratio of 52 so like valuation wise you can see that pinterest i think pinterest needed to get acquired by somebody i don't understand paypal i i i I get i get the idea of it i just don't know i just wouldn't be able to fathom if i just wouldn't be able to come up with a way to figure out if that was a good thing or not It, it probably is but pinterest always needed to get acquired and i think this is another one of those cases where pinterest buying buying pinterest at 85.90 as a shareholder in our position as a retail shareholder i don't think is that good of an idea but pinterest to someone like paypal or microsoft or facebook but obviously facebook's never going to be able to <laughs> uh, get anyone ever again um uh, that that business is probably worth more than what's the market cap now 39 billion for pinterest it mm. probably is worth a lot more to to paypal than it is a retail investor at 39 billion i think it, if it can create that synergy between the two companies i the, the, it definitely could be worse uh and much better Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, uh, doesn't matter. (laughs) What's the PayPal debt? Sorry, was it? Sorry, it was
0: about nine billion. I just had a quick look.
1: Okay, nine billion. Okay, so it's got it's got plenty of room on its balance uh, balance sheet for a bit of debt. Yeah, nine
2: billion debt and twelve billion cash. You were saying, Yep. yeah,
1: just to
0: um. Just to let you let you in on why you would buy Pinterest, because looking at the PE ratio of Pinterest, I think you would probably acknowledge is a stupid thing to do. Um, Apu on Pinterest average revenue per user we talked about it a lot. We said it's going to be one of those really big words. Uh, at current, it's they make about a um, dollar thirty-two a user, um, and if you want to contrast that to somebody who's doing the same thing like Facebook, you are looking at thirty-two dollars per user. Um, that's per year. That is, I think, off the top of my head. Um, so what the idea there is that you're seeing is, is the difference between those two is about 30 odd dollars per mm-hmm. user. So if Pinterest can continue to grow its user and continue to grow its ARPU, it will eventually become you know where somewhere near its valuation that's that's the that's your actually bet on pinterest as yeah. a as a growth stock it's got a long yeah. way to go the, the other thing is well that is worth noting is that that 132 is a little bit higher their actual um, spending um, their ARPU in euro countries is really really low it's in the the low cents um pay user so there is an opportunity to to grow that section out as well which would obviously grow the average out as well but um that's it that's key the key for pinterest was getting people on 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 the platform and then key is monetizing them they're they're very straightforward businesses
1: yeah i feel like pinterest is a lot more popular in america than it is over here uh that's what i've discovered because i look at a lot of uh, wedding photographers and stuff in America and they always banging on about Pinterest but over here it's kind of like Instagram is the place to, to go to look for wedding photographers and stuff like that the bit I was going to say that I had forgotten was was talking about the arbitrage play currently $61 uh, for Pinterest right now so there's still room still room to get in if PayPal's buying it for $70 there's st- definitely still room to to get in on that arbitrage there but it's all about is it going to happen? We all know that big tech style acquisitions don't go through as often as tiny tech uh, acquisitions go, and um, this could all blow up. And it's still got to go through regulation. Although I don't feel like there's a lot of regulation problem on this one.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's an issue either. I think um, I think this one would sail through. I don't I don't particularly PayPal, and they don't seem to acquire a lot of. Big business, anyway. PayPal tend to be one of those people who snap at lots of little businesses, lot of seed businesses. So, I don't think this one would be too much of a problem. Um, but it is an interesting, uh, an interesting move, nonetheless. I think Pinterest has that natural synergy with Etsy at the moment. That is that is the route that they're trying to to push people down so as Etsy grows Pinterest will grow naturally as well if you're adding PayPal in it who are just going to throw some money at that and and give it the you know the tools to to grow even faster it's it's an interesting move
1: and I suppose it gives um PayPal a bit of a nepotism type move if it's in with Pinterest on the advertising from um Etsy as well like it could become the main Etsy Mm. payer just by default there uh last of all then because we've got a little bit of time we'll talk about facebook uh big facebook news this week could be changing its name a bit of a rebrand why is it rebranding and what could it be rebranding to and is that any good
2: i've no idea what it's rebranding to uh we get the announcement for this this time next week uh i think so this uh next thursday um what The general idea, I think, is that uh, there's two ideas going on, I suppose. One is that they want to try and emphasize the fact that they're not just a kind of content platform in the Facebook-Instagram sort of style, but they want to uh, emphasize their kind of metaverse uh, credentials and so on. Um, okay, maybe. The other is that quite a lot of people hate Facebook, uh, and have done for quite some time, so it might be a good idea to not call yourself Facebook quite as much. Um, I mean, this strikes me as one of those things like... I mean, we all know that Google, and when we we talk about Steve owns Google and so on, I mean, what he actually owns is Alphabet, right? The kind of holding company under which there's Google and YouTube and Waymo and Mm -hmm. loads of other things, I think. Um, But we all kind of call it Google. Uh, The FANG thing stands for, has Google in it, right? Um, My sense is that it's probably going to be one of these kind of rebrand things where we still call it Facebook, right?
1: um that's that 's whether yeah, i, I, was so I wasn 't sure if it was going to change facebook 's name as in the the program facebook the website facebook and uh, it was going to create an umbrella company in the same way that alphabet has been created and obviously keep the google name because uh, mm-hmm. alphabet was designed to bring in to show that it was a big conglomerate and not just a search engine and now is Facebook going to create Uh, its new big company name, its conglomerate name, but actually keep Facebook as as a website going. Is it going to do that? Because I haven't read too much into this just yet.
2: I think that's the idea, that there's going to be a kind of company that has as its subsidiaries uh, Facebook, the platform, uh, WhatsApp, Instagram, it Blue, is that one of their things? I'm not sure. Uh, I thought there was a thing called that somewhere, but maybe I'm wrong about that yeah. one. But whatever. Uh, that bunch of subsidiaries are going to be contained under something called... Don't know. Um, Horizon.
0: Horizon. Is that, the link is, nice.
2: is that... Yeah. Is that what the... Uh, that's going to be confusing.
1: Yeah, that's, the, that's the leak yeah. name, but they are still saying that only the people at the top of Facebook like, Zuck himself and maybe is, uh, is... Uh, Wank Sock know about this. So, um, yeah, it's (laughs) going to be... How much is he getting paid? Yeah, so, like, it's rumoured that only, like, three or four people know what what names they're batting around, to be honest with you. Although they have decided, haven't they, if they're going to make the decision next week. Um, So... Yeah, interesting one. I I think it's. If it keeps a, it all the same, if it keeps the. If it's just renaming an umbrella company, then that's fine. But if they're changing what Facebook is, the the website itself, I think that's going to be a bit of a stupid move, really, isn't it? Even though abs- absolutely everyone hates Facebook right now. Th-
0: that's it. They're, they're trying to suck some of the poison out of the name, aren't they? The, the problem with Facebook is that a lot of people hate Facebook, but not so many people hate Instagram and. WhatsApp yeah. and Oculus and things like that. I think Facebook is the real sort of even though it's like the basically the key to the Empire, isn't it? But it's it's still a poison chalice as well. I think a lot of people it gets blamed for an awful lot of things which quite a lot of other things are also guilty of, uh, some some of them in the Facebook Empire. But um I, I just I don't know. I, I I don't know what they're trying to get out of it because at the end of the day, you change the name and what they hope and the share price goes up of it because people forget it's Facebook. I don't think that's going to happen. I think
2: maybe they're trying to distract people with their kind of metaverse stuff. Uh, so mm. they have been quietly yeah. hoovering up pretty much every metaverse company they can think of, which uh, is a smart move if they're about to let, wind up in trouble and be not able to do that. But they do seem to have quite a lot of uh, reasonable metaverse power here, and I guess they want to try and present themselves as a, a that first company.
1: Um, mm. I, I can't believe you're referring itself. to this like as the metaverse. Like, like that's what that's just what we're accepting. It's going to be now because Zuckerberg's named it the metaverse. Like, Is that that's it? interesting. Oh. that you yeah he's the only he's the only one that calls it that there ain't no one else in the world that calls it that but um so yeah we've just kind of accepted that that's what it's going to be for for um, disclosure for disclosure at the moment i have my finger over the buy button of an oculus quest 2 right now i'm i really really want it my brother's got one and i i love vr i really love playing vr i'm wondering if i should just create a twitch channel and just write it off as a business expense
2: I genuinely thought you were going to say you had your finger over the buy button on Facebook for a minute. Yeah. You should <laughs> well, have your no, finger no, over ba- uh,
0: the button on Snap, maybe, Paul, because uh, Snap has just plunged 25% after its earnings. Oh, and I don't think. Missing revenue expectations.
1: I don't think Snap has what it takes. I really don't. I, I, I did see someone on Snapchat the other day, as in, like, they were using it, and I was like, what the fuck are you using that? Just use something and just use everything else. And uh, they were like, yeah, I'm gonna get rid of it soon. I think. But I mean, just, uh... do you
2: think it has like? Do you think it has three quarters of what it takes? Because that's what you can buy it for now.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> think it. I snap Snapchat just doesn't register on my thing anymore. Not after TikTok or anything like that. So, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Do we hate? Do you guys hate Facebook? Uh, Steve D, you're not even on Facebook, are you? Uh... No. I do. Uh,
2: or in my case, I do. But um, yeah. one of the things that I find increasingly about it is that it is quite difficult for me to get myself out of again. Uh, there always seems yeah. to be some sort of group or thing or something that I benefit from being on Facebook as a result of. Uh, and it might yeah. be the case that, look, who cares whether or not I like it or hate it? I'm not a consumer. If I'm a product and I am stuck there as a product, um, you know, lots. you can hate a lot of things here, but if you kind of struggle to avoid them, then that might be the most important business point here
1: i'm absolutely the same i absolutely hate it but too many people that i work with are on facebook and we communicate too often through it and i'm stuck i am stuck and it's it's sad <laughs> that a company is going to make that much money off me just because i'm stuck i know we talk about stickiness of uh and uh swapping charges or uh switching charges on companies and how that's a benefit for these companies but facebook's feels different it's it's stickiness and it's it's charges are not because i like being on there and it makes it easier for me to use it's just the fact that everybody else is on there and that's and and they were just there first Mm. i reckon one day if someone really comes up with something better i we will jump so fast uh, if, some, if someone really unlocks that way to just beat Facebook at its game, I, I, everyone will jump.
2: Will we? I mean, when Facebook had their kind of big <laughs> outage, and I think this is, I was thinking about this earlier this week. Uh, this is probably yeah. the best illustration of how stuck I am in the Facebook um, uh, ecosystem. Uh, I was chatting to people on WhatsApp, and then I couldn't chat to people on WhatsApp. And I have Signal downloaded on my phone, the Elon Musk-approved messaging app. (laughs) And I didn't even think of it. I didn't even think, oh, I'll just chat to people on Signal. I started emailing people uh, and started having conversations by email rather than using uh, another messaging app, which is as good, if not better, or something like that. So far removed them, i from thinking, well, I don't know what to do now. Facebook has got a, how do I talk to anybody at all? must be back to email somehow.
0: Couldn't Uh, use the Oxford Owlery to send messages to people. (laughs) I mean,
1: yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think on that joke we are getting tired. But yeah, I knew I knew you were going to come back to the outage. I, I really did think you were going to come back to the outage, and uh, yeah, the outage just showed that no one's got. Even though they can take you down for a day, they can u- lose you a couple of hundred quid in the day. You still won't move. You're still not going to move, and. Uh, i i couldn't believe it like uh, some of the ambulance trusts use actual ambulance trusts use facebook to deliver news about the trust or deliver news about updates and things like that they still didn't move they still didn't move to email because more people are on the on facebook than the trust email system like get that in your fucking head how does that work uh so yeah, uh, Facebook here to stay. Facebook itself, not just WhatsApp, bloody hell. Um but yeah, Facebook's here to stay. Uh probably buy it. I'm I'm to be honest with you, I'm not far off buying it either. And um yeah, so this is the Plain footsie podcast. Uh Com. if you want to buy like a shirt. I have purchased one myself uh hopefully it's coming pretty soon uh huh, huh. i was hoping to have it here today so i could wear it for you guys but um no it's going to be a few days le- yet uh we've we've got our new instagram which is at plain footsie uh steve d runs that most of the time he just he just talks to random people on there and shit i have no it, idea what you- i'm doing yeah, and he, he usually trolls other... By, by the way, he usually trolls loads of other uh, YouTuber accounts. That's why he's got, got the game from earlier, I'm guessing, because he just goes out and trolls them all. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, please give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Uh, thank you very much, and we'll see you next week.